0: play obsession a podcast about life and jujitsu where each week we'll be taking a look at the latest competition scene results as well as interviews and roundtable discussions about the jujitsu lifestyle and self-defense don't forget to go to workplayobsession.blockspot.com for in-depth news and analysis as well as bonus training techniques Yeah, it's fine. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Work, Play, Obsession, Life, in Jiu-Jitsu. Um, when I said that I'll travel anywhere to do interviews, I literally mean I'll go anywhere. Actually, right now we're sitting inside Wegmans uh, outside the cafe. I have uh, Alex Coleman here. Alex, say hi. Hello. Um, we're going to discuss a myriad of topics today. But uh, first of all, a happy Thanksgiving to all you people who celebrated Thanksgiving. Yes. It's pretty ironic that we probably ate like pigs on Thursday, and now on Sunday we're sitting inside... Uh, Wegmans, and we're gonna probably pick out all after or, it's we're done. All we're just, or nothing. Yeah. It's all or nothing. We're just out of control. Diet or binge? <laughs> but it, it's good for you. So uh, first off, <laughs> Alex, congratulations <laughs> on your promotion at purple belt.
1: Oh, thank you. Um,
0: definitely, hard work's paying off. Um, I have the honor of training with you pretty much every every day or every couple of days because I don't yeah, train every day.
1: Missing those noon classes. But,
0: <laughs> but it's awesome. So introduce yourself to the listeners um, and tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got into jiu-jitsu.
1: Cool, alright. Um, so I'm Alex Coleman, uh, and where am I from? I guess I'll, <laughs> I don't know. I'll talk about, uh, as far as my jiu-jitsu origin, uh, I started in Frostburg, Maryland, and I started kinda right after college, needed a hobby, and okay. finally had some income to pay for <laughs> starting a hobby.
0: Yep, uh, that, we'll, and we'll talk about that. It's not yeah. free, definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, I was, I, well I don't know if you're getting into that later, but I'll just say I started at Ryoma Academy in Frostburg, okay. Maryland under uh, Kevin Wilson. Okay. And then uh, from there I migrated to Annapolis, Maryland and kind of floated around for the year of 2014, my, my like lost year of jiu-jitsu. And okay. then uh, I met JP. Where uh, at the first gym he was training at, and after I met him, I followed him to Ground Control okay. Columbia. And
0: for those of you guys who 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 have have or have not actually heard of JP, he's uh, episode four, I believe, of the podcast. I did an interview with JP, the head instructor over at Ground Control Columbia. Pretty neat dude. Uh, if you haven't listened to the to the podcast, you can hear him uh, beatbox a little bit on there. That is not a train, by the way. That is uh, <laughs> uh, shopping carts, I believe, coming by. <laughs> Like I said, we're live from Wegmans, man. We, we do it wherever we can, just so that we can get it in for the listeners. No um, free
1: shout outs, so we'll both be taking our meals for free downstairs later. <laughs>
0: That's right. I'm going to go down there and tell them, hey, I said your name like three times, so give us a yeah. free meal. So how many <laughs> years total is that?
1: Um, I guess, so at this point, coming up into like February, that'll be my fourth year. Okay, so I'm awesome. a little after. That's good favorite.
0: stuff and 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 let let's talk about uh a competition scene, so we just sure. did uh what's that silver medal pan Ams uh nogi silver, you, you, can probably, you can you instead of me getting it all wrong, you can just That's run cool. through the list right? <laughs> I'm just guessing
1: no, you're cool uh so I actually did double gold at Pan Ams okay. nogi, but um I won double silver at nogi worlds okay which was just an amazing experience
0: awesome yeah, I mean you're competing so much they just all kind of get confused. And <laughs> That's fine. It's like, oh, Alex won again. Yeah, and Alex won <laughs> again. Um, so what do you think has been the biggest uh, contributor to your success?
1: And, ah, oh, man. So I guess what people see from me is that, you know, when I do well, mm-hmm. they see that. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I've done well all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I've gone out. I've lost first round at a New York just one of the Opens. I went out to Worlds and I lost in my third match. Um, I haven't, you know, I think those are the biggest contributors. I think going out and uh, putting yourself in a spot where you've lost and just (laughs) having to come back from that and really pushing to grow after those experiences, like instead of shutting down, just being like, having your fire lit and, and turning that around, I think, that was the biggest contributor that and JP, you know, one of the first things he said when he met me, uh, he was like, you know, what's your goal? And he says that to everybody, what's your goal? I'm going to help you get to your goal, no matter what it is. If it's just a train to train, you know, but if you want to be a world champion, I'm going to push you to be that. And so when I first met him, uh, a big chunk of what you guys didn't witness was him being extremely difficult on me, you know, and I think, that, that was awesome. Yeah, Cause I, yeah
0: I was actually – I wasn't even there the entire first year that I think you guys were there. Uh, by the time I came back from my, my knee surgeries, you guys were – I think I'd been there about a year by then. So yeah. everybody was pretty settled in. I, yeah, I felt yeah. like a new guy in the gym, and I was like, oh, okay, who are all these people? You bounced so.
1: back quickly, Topaz. No. No, <laughs> it my my knee still hurt, so <laughs> – so, oh, okay, he seems tired. Oh, all right, he's got his. All right, now so he's yeah. I'm o- I,
0: so I, I, I'm old, so I, I try to get in training when no one's looking, and then they're like, "Oh, where'd that come from?" Like, right. Oh, I'm training in secret yeah. <laughs> in my basement. So how how often do you train, and uh, what type of training is I think cru- do you think is crucial to to uh, success? So there's something that you do in particular that that you think is really yeah. important.
1: Okay, so the thing that I think is most important is. Uh, you know, every week we kind of work on a new technique, which is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we focus on that specific spot throughout the week. And uh, I don't give up on incorporating that technique, especially if it's something I feel relates to what I've already yeah. been doing. Yeah. Um, but what that means is that I go in and I train and I lose constantly. You know, <laughs> every time I roll in class, I'm, I'm losing Um a position, um, a whole match, you know, whatever it is. If, if I get into a bad situation, obviously I'm defending myself, but mm-hmm. um, say I'm working a new spot from open guard, I'm going to keep trying to work that new spot from open guard. Yep. And if that means getting shut down every single time until one time it works, that's what that means. I, I, I think that's
0: really important. I mean, some people are reluctant to do that, right? Because they think that they're being judged every time they're on the mat. Right. So it's like, oh, I really like this technique, but I don't really want to try it because um, I'm afraid gonna that I'm going to get passed. You're going to so
1: lose. lose to everybody. You're going to lose to the white belts. You're going to yeah. lose to the blue. You'll lose. Everybody yeah. is going to beat you. And I
0: have those moments where like, we'll we'll do a technique, and I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be one of my techniques. Right. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this every day. Right. And like, those are my favorite classes. Like when we go in there and we do something, I'm like. I mean, sometimes you'll do something like, "Hey, I like this, but I don't really know uh, how, how that this fits. is really going to fit until yeah. I drill it a lot." But then there are days where you go in there and you see it and you do it. The first couple of times you're like, "This is going to be one of my go-to moves." And I drill. I do exactly like you said. Just keep going, going for it, and drilling it. You're I think that's it up. yeah,
1: that's super fun when it falls directly into something you do. That's great, yeah. but. I also enjoy the process of, like, something that I couldn't do at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and then just, like, working, 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 trying to get... I mean, when I met JP, <laughs> he used to, like, laugh at me <laughs> when we did those, like, kind of barambola drills yeah. that go through the legs. Yeah. He didn't laugh at me. That's rude to say. He, he made me do them often because I couldn't do them right. at all. Like, right. Grammy rolls were still really difficult. And so now... Every time I'm rolling, I'm doing grammy yeah. rolls or barambola rolls, not because I think they're neat, like yeah. just because. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs>
0: it's it's definitely fun, and it's fun, that, and that's one of the things I like about training like nogi. You can do them a lot and kind of get away with it more because there's yeah, no everything's one there to slippery. hold you or to control yeah. you. You know? you're like, I'm just going to do a bunch of rolling around just for fun, you know, and it's just kind of exciting. So that's pretty funny. Um, talking about uh, training a little bit more, and I brought this up before we started recording, but um, do you think it's training wise do you think it's realistic for someone to have a full-time job um, outside of outside of a gym or outside of an Academy and still be a world champion
1: I mean I'm hoping so because that's the ultimate goal for me yeah, um, yeah. and I, I don't plan on slowing down uh, but what that means is just a lot of sacrifice and yeah. uh, other aspects of your life you can work but that means after work, you're immediately going to the gym and you're training every single day. Yeah. And there's days where you're tired. Is that what you're doing
0: now, like Monday yeah. through Friday pretty yep. much? Yeah, okay.
1: Monday through. And Friday, I feel like, is a break because I because I was working at the gym. I used to close out Fridays too, mm-hmm. and then I worked Saturday mornings, which I still work Saturday mornings because I teach a women's class. Right, and, right. Um, we're
0: going we're gonna to talk about that as well.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's very demanding. You know, I'm working from – I. Get there at 8, I get off at 4.30, I go to the gym, 5.30, kids' class starts. Yeah. And then after that's kids' a full, class... That's a, long,
0: that's a full, long day of, of being busy. Right. You know? Then
1: I train two classes, and then I'm getting home at, like, 10 o'clock at night, eating, going to sleep, and waking up and do doing it, it again. Over.
0: It's definitely a sacrifice. I mean, it's not it's not easy. Right, know? right. It's not easy. But that's why the, the the reward is so great when you get there, right? I mean, I
1: love to- it. I Like... I just like I love it so much that yeah. so it doesn't fit like the jujitsu part, me being on the mat for my own personal time. And that was part of me stepping away from the gym again, you know, to be uh, not working at, at the gym, at the front desk, uh, mm. to be there just training at my own leisure is incredible. How I
0: painful is it to be to be at the front desk and not be able to train?
1: Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> that does hurt, especially if like nobody's coming through yeah. and you're like,
0: Cleaning gym equipment. Yeah. yeah, watching technique yeah. from
1: afar, like like yeah. a sad. Person. Yeah, it's like my it's
0: like my dog uh, on Thanksgiving, as you're kind of sitting there eating ham and turkey, and he's just <laughs> sitting there like I don't get any. Exactly. I gotta sit here and exactly. watch you enjoy life. You know, like, it's it's. I'm sure it's kind of like that feeling. He's just like, like jump, longing. you know, <laughs> let me let me in, let me in. Tag tag me in. Yeah, um, that's funny. So your 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 I'll say passion for jujitsu definitely shows beyond beyond competing, uh, because I've tried coaching next to you unsuccessfully. Um, <laughs> so loud. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's a great thing to have you as a teammate because, you know, those guys that are in girls that are out there competing, they really like are listening to you. So but let's flip that around. Um, how does it impact you to go out there and compete when you don't have a coach?
1: Ooh, yeah. So that's what was that's what the situation was when I went to Worlds, right? Right. And that was definitely difficult. Um, I had somebody that was using a very specific strategy on me in my finals match for yeah. my weight, and uh, I think it would have been very helpful to have a coach to on the outside to see that and and give me some suggestions on what right. to do. That would have been so helpful. Right. And. Um, you know sometimes having a coach just brings you back to reality a bit you know your mind's running a mile a minute while you're out there and to have somebody say something that makes you know something click or <laughs> train coming through. Yeah. Uh, or just to remind you you know sometimes yeah. you forget a certain technique or, or or you change your strategy a bit.
0: Yeah and and that's why I always find it it's find of it surprising when I see people that don't listen to their coaches when they're out there it's like
1: they have a good perspective yeah. of what's going on and, yeah. and they're your coach they know what you're capable of like yeah. that's something that I feel like JP knows exactly my game yeah <laughs> and
0: he I mean he's he's good I mean he's, he's a great like when I'm out there I'm really listening for his voice and I try to whenever I can I try to turn so I can see him you know I'm like hey, let's scoot around a little bit here <laughs> to the left you know
1: and, it's like no too fast
0: <laughs> I'm like I gotta see I gotta <laughs> stay,
1: see stay focused You hear
0: my coach and then you do something wrong you're like oops should have listened to what he said
1: right 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 yeah um, you don't want that
0: and that's what I was gonna say I mean I know jujitsu is not free and, that, and that's what we, what we mentioned earlier competitions gear travel and it's becomes an issue when your coach can't travel with you and it's just something um, we have to deal with
1: Right. But it's I mean, definitely difficult. I'm never going to. So worlds for me, uh, and like you're talking about finances, that was the thing. I knew after PANS, yeah. I wanted to go uh, because I had done well in PANS. And honestly, that was my first no-gi competition. So I wasn't expecting to do as well. Uh, I think that was part of it too. It was that it was my first one, and I kinda yeah. had no uh standard for myself, which made me just kind of go I'm out there and go do, out do, do, out do and, whatever yeah. yeah and 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 so I just took all of the pressure off of myself That's cool. um but then after that, I wanted to go and try- and you know try worlds, and I couldn't financially do that, and so uh, the gym was able to start a go fund me yep and that was just incredible. Uh, within the first day, I was able to raise enough money to go, uh, and that support is just—I, I can't. <laughs> it was really emotional for me to have so much support from my teammates. It was just like overwhelming that they believed in me enough that they wanted to donate their own funds to send yeah, me out which there. Is,
0: it's awesome. It's awesome to have someone that has the passion to train like that, and then to see them go out there and 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 chase a dream or a goal i mean that's i think that's part of the big thing with uh the team and being a family you know and
1: yeah it definitely and, feels so. like that
0: and, and speaking about family i know your your mom was out there right so yes. i'm sure she didn't help coach uh, but, uh,
1: no <laughs> but <laughs> how, how neat
0: was it having her there
1: oh it was I mean. awesome um my mom uh she talked about going and And she's recently retired, so she had the time to go, and she talked about going in the sense of facing her own fears. To go see her daughter compete in fighting uh, is not something that, it's not comfortable for her uh, to watch me participate in the competitions, and she doesn't necessarily know what's going on, so it's kind of like she's holding her breath the whole time, exactly. And so uh, she was like, well, you know what? This is something you're really passionate about. This is something I want to be a part of too, and, and decided to go with me. And I thought that was incredible as well.
0: Was there any extra pressure for you, or was it just like, "Hey, my mom's here. I got it," but I'm just gonna kind of be in the zone and.
1: So historically, yeah. I've had that happen to me. Uh, when I was a white belt, they came to one competition, yeah. and it was the first time I had gotten like second place, and. In- <laughs> and uh, they've been to like almost all of my athletic stuff like um, I used to play volleyball and they were there for everything yeah, you know awesome. my dad helped coach in the off offseason uh, like they they've been a part of all of it but that's definitely something that has happened to me where I've gotten extra nervous because they're there yeah. and I want to do well because they are there yeah. but not for the jujitsu I felt like really mm-hmm. in a mentally good place uh and, sometimes once you so get affected. out there too you know
0: everything else is gone you yeah know, <laughs> the thing
1: kinda, about jujitsu is that when you're doing jiu-jitsu you can really only think yeah, about, the only thing really about yeah
0: like we said yeah. you're trying to listen for your coach but everything else kind of disappears yeah it all fades
1: to... out i mean that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole thing
0: so let's 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 flip perspective for a little bit and let's talk about uh from a women's a woman's perspective sure. a, a females that train Um, this is is going to be a separate episode in the future yeah 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 since i have you here i think um, um, just uh, some some questions that i have on the top of my head but um first of all why why do you think less women train than men and then what would be a counter argument to that reason so that if we push this episode out to more women they can say hey this is one of this is one of my fears but oh she makes a really good point and maybe that person will begin training
1: i think comfort I think that personal space is really uncomfortable. And I think it's like uh, especially uncomfortable with people of the opposite sex immediately, mm-hmm. you know, um, to just be in that bubble of somebody's space and not necessarily know how to move your body or what the objective is. Uh-huh. And especially if you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective, uh, you know, there's a lot of positions in jujitsu that you're like, ah, that looks really questionable. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know how that could ever be comfortable. Yep. Um, and so I think that's, like, a, a reason. I think that, oh, for, for me, for, for sure, when I was starting, something that I thought about was that I was going to go into the gym and just meet, like, a bunch of, like, meatheads, yep. like a bunch of guys that, you know, just <laughs> wanted to beat each other up and just weren't – I didn't, you know, understand the whole technique portion of the sport mm-hmm. or have any perspective on that. So I thought I was going to go and meet – just, uh, just a bunch of people that <laughs> were gonna kind of be there to beat me up yeah. and and not, you know, but really think. I think, think
0: the, tr- the true, the person that's truly training that that loves jujitsu, you know, or or MMA, whatever they're doing, that really loves it. That part of that, that personality doesn't kind of they don't coexist. It's like I'm here to train. Right. I'm not here to beat up on my partners, or I'm not here to be a jerk. I'm here. I guess with a, that with perspective
1: can come from like. The you you know the people that they push on UFC and yeah. I understand yeah. it much better now. But um, my perspective at the time was like the people at the top are always kind of talking shit to each other yeah. and kind of being yeah. big muscle heads and, and bullies almost. You know like his game got no shit. Blah, blah blah like whatever they want to say. Big affliction shirts and all that yeah. jazz. And that's Have what I thought I was I gonna I run into. It. <laughs> and it just wasn't the case. I met like in the first six months, I met some of my best friends. Yeah, like, that's a,
0: awesome. So. On the other side, though, have you ever have you ever like judged a book by its cover, so to speak, and said, you know what, I'm not rolling with that guy because he looks like a creep, or uh, or something like uh, of that nature? Uh,
1: okay, the not I haven't run into too many situations yeah. where. I've been super lucky in this yeah. sport uh, especially where I started mm-hmm. and where I've gone with it I haven't run into too many situations where yeah. anybody's made me uncomfortable which is fantastic for me uh, like that's not the case for a lot of people in this sport but maybe yeah. just because of my stature yeah. because I'm a bigger person um,
0: what about what about like and that, I'm like- also
1: super playful like if somebody's gonna mess with me or yeah. say some kind of joke to me I'm gonna spit fire right back at you mm-hmm. like I don't <laughs> I don't mess around I'm, not, I'm not gonna
0: play these games what about what about uh I'm a big Donald Trump fan so what about locker room banter <laughs> like have you have you actually heard other other women or other females say hey don't roll with this guy because oh, yeah. he's really creepy or
1: yeah I've heard stuff like that and I just try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and yeah. if somebody hasn't made me uncomfortable then I try to you know like and like I said like I'll play that game, too. Like, if somebody tries to play that game with me where they're saying something to me to try to get me to feel uncomfortable, then, you know, I spit fire, too. I'm not going to just take that. Like, (laughs) you're not going to make me feel uncomfortable because you're joking with me for the most part. But I've got, like, I grew up with two brothers in a neighborhood of, like, 90% dudes. And
0: I mean, it's the flip side for guys, too. I mean, it's not like... uh, most of the women that, that I've trained with they're not out there like trying to be cute and trying to roll with dudes it's like they're they're there with a focus right they're trying to get better they're trying to win mm-hmm. so they're training just as hard as anybody else and it's like they're literally trying to to hurt you <laughs> you know what i mean within within you know reason
1: right 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 um, for sure
0: so that's that's the other piece where some people think oh my gosh like you were like you were saying earlier that's a awkward looking position from the outside yeah but it's like yeah but nobody's you're on the outside without a lot of knowledge of jujitsu, so it may appear that way to you but the people that are involved in it it's not it's not right well it's
1: nothing you know it's nothing and you can feel that every time somebody starts like I get um when new people come to class sometimes when we're in fundamentals I get paired with the new guys and I can tell like Moving into certain positions, they're like, "Am I supposed to be doing this with my body?" Like I can tell that thought comes, you know, passes through their mind, and it's like, "Yeah, like this is old hat to me, you know, like there's there's nothing weird about it because I'm gonna attack your arm from here or choke you or whatever." One other thing
0: that I've noticed, uh, specific to competitions, it seems like it seems like the the women are friendlier to each other. I don't know if it's because there's less women competing, so you guys compete against each other more often
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's your perspective on that like oh i've seen God. women talking to each other and yeah. all, oh here's my son blah, 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 blah. honestly
1: yeah i've met i met like a lot of friends or people i keep up with through yeah. co- like competing and i think it's because we know we're going to see each other the whole yeah. way through and there's like this push there's like um because it's still smaller on our end yeah it's kind of yeah. like there's this camaraderie and like we're all growing the sport together like if i get better and that makes you get better mm-hmm. then we're all going to get better and, is, and, yeah. and so even when you're competing like immediately after I've never felt that animosity like towards yeah. anybody and it's it makes it easier if you kind of because we're all nervous and we're all going through that when we're waiting to compete so I think it's cool I I'm mean, not saying it's like that all the time yeah. like the first time I competed I tried to introduce myself to my opponent <laughs> she like literally took her hand back, rolled her eyes, and, like, looked away from me. I know the guys. We don't even
0: try until after it's over. And it's usually the guy who won is being nice to the loser. And at that point, the loser's like, I don't really want to be nice to you because I lost. But it's never, you never see that before It's a much bigger
1: pool for you guys. Yeah, Yeah, I I think, I mean, I see so many of the same faces. I literally keep up. There's like some that I text like daily now that I would just that have rolled over into friends, you That's know. Crazy. That's crazy. It's, it. it's interesting. It's which cool. is great too, because I feel like I could go train there and we yeah. could push and grow.
0: So uh, let's talk about your your Saturday women's only class. Sure. Um, what one mo- one what motivated you to to start that class? Mm-hmm. And then two, do you focus on anything different in that class than say a mixed gender class, or is it just because it's only women that are invited?
1: Sure. Um. So. That class started when we had a lot of the mothers of the kids get interested in trying out okay. jujitsu, okay. And the idea was to, like I was saying earlier, help get them comfortable with the positioning and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then to have them transition into like the fundamentals class.
0: That's great. Uh, and a really
1: cool thing happens when more women start doing Jiu Jitsu, and I've seen this happen a bunch of times because I've been to a couple of gyms, but if you are one girl and you go out there and you just decide to train hard. Hard with the guys everybody else will follow suit mm-hmm. and so now the women's class we just get together and we train and we talk a little bit more about like I like to talk a lot about uh, different grips that work that are really tough to break uh, for guys mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to talk about like positions that work well for girls because like you would have a harder time breaking that grip and it's not a strength for strength thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, and you know uh, but mostly, I'm I'm focused on fundamental jujitsu in there and just covering basics. Maybe a little bit of, you know, maybe we've been working on this, uh, but we need like to look at it a little bit longer, or we need to like dig a little bit deeper. And so that's all we do in there is yeah. it's pretty much fundamentals, and and then we try to like get in rounds with each other or do situational training with each other, so that way you know um, what it feels to have somebody go full strength with you, because that's something that Sometimes guys will, t- I mean, all the time, guys will tone it down to roll with girls. Yeah. Uh, not me. Which is fine. Not me. <laughs> not too fast though. <laughs> which is cool. Uh, but no,
0: I do. So when we're just when you <laughs> roll,
1: like, when you roll with other girls, that can't—they're not holding back because yeah. they don't think, like, oh, yeah. if I use all my muscle, I'm gonna hurt this person. Yeah. Then it feels a lot different. Or
0: even mentally, right? Some people will make the, will make the excuse for themselves. Oh, I was rolling with a guy, so that's why it didn't work. Or I was right. rolling with a guy, and that's right. And then you, and mentally, you kind of get rid of that excuse and say, "Oh shit, I was rolling with another female who was right. the same size as me, and it didn't work." You know, um, I saw that with a particular female that trains with us, where I'm like, "Man, every day it seems like she's getting beat up," but then I watched her compete, and she did so well, right? Because she was, you know, with women in her weight class. Right, and she kicked butt, which I thought was awesome. I, even though I didn't talk to her, but I was like, I was like, that's probably awesome for her, because mm-hmm. you get your butt kicked every day by people that just completely outweigh you and are stronger than you, and mentally, that's got to be a grind.
1: And that's what I know? mean. That's what that's what it's like for a small person. I, I mean, any small guy would feel the same way yeah. too. Any person that has the disadvantage of being smaller, they've got to, they have to think the most. They have yeah. to find a game that's going to work against. You know everybody in that process is just grueling you know it's there uh you know there's so much technique out there yeah. it's there you just have to figure out what's wow. gonna work for you yeah i was
0: talking uh, about that today at uh at the open mat that we were at some of the the we were talking about being stuck uh cross side in particular scenario yes yeah, so I it's think like I the techniques yeah that's when you when you showed up it's like you said, the techniques are there. You just have to kind of
1: yeah, you got to find, find the them, one that works. You know? yeah, yeah, sift and keep moving and
0: yeah. And I like, the, like the perspective that Ken put it in. He's like, no, nothing's a, mis- a mistake. I think is what he said. I-, I could be wrong, but he's like, you just have to know where you're going to end up right after doing a particular technique. Right,
1: the risk of that. Yeah. So yeah. you're like,
0: hey, I know I'm doing this. It's not a mistake. I'm putting myself here intent, and in, I guess you could say intentionally. But I know what my very next movement is going to be. <laughs> yeah, know, so, I get it, it makes sense. Um, let's talk about the only free plugs I give. Um, we'll talk about your sponsorship. Sure. <laughs> it's not really a free plug, you're a sponsored athlete, so uh, you have the right to uh, <laughs> do some talking on behalf of your your, lanky. your sponsor, lanky so lanky like here. Um, let's talk about the process. How um, how long have you been sponsored and how did you go through the process? How were you contacted, uh, how, <laughs> how did that all How was I work contacted, out?
1: right? <laughs> Um, actually how what how it happened I had kind of before I talked to them kind of shot a couple of emails to different other brands to okay. see um, what you know if the, if it was possible and what I got back was kind of like you would a set of rules and then like a discount code mm-hmm. and yeah you know, I talked to JP about that and he was like wait you know there's no pressure to do this and in my mind I kind of wanted, I really wanted the sponsorship because I train all the time and, and you know, I've got holes in the knees of my yeah, geese and I don't have the money at all. Yeah. yeah, so so I started looking and I, I noticed on Instagram and I had already followed Lanky um, that they started liking a lot of the things that I was posting and, and to the point where they actually tagged yeah. me in, in one of the Pan Am's posts mm-hmm. from when I went and fought Ghee out in California. Yeah. I was in like a brief... IBJJF video and so they tagged me in it and I was like oh they know who I am that's awesome and I I looked into them more and they're a Baltimore based company which is right out in Maryland and then they make geese for tall people I was like well that just makes the most sense to me in the world because if you've ever trained with me (laughs)
0: yeah
1: I'm a lanky person (laughs) I'm gangly yeah Uh, I wear a lot of high waters and so uh I I sent them I'm there
0: too the high water yeah 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 not very fashionable but I
1: sent them a message uh through Instagram and it took a couple of months and then they got back to me and they were like oh yeah like this makes sense and and they didn't have any girls on their team Mm -hmm. and I was like maybe you know maybe they're looking for that and uh I got to train with the, the owner, John Robinson, and he yeah. came out and, and trained and, and kinda like was like, Yeah, let's do this, you know. It was it was really <laughs> really easy transition. So
0: for the, the, the taller people or the lanky people out there, what what is the uh, advantage of of this product? So what you know, go oh, ahead man. and give a so, plug for, for, for lanky fight. Yeah, D.
1: sure. Yeah, for me I was I'm like kind of string beanie shaped. Yeah. Um, like a rectangle. <laughs> and so I would be wearing A2 yep. uh, geese, which would be like super bulky in the jacket. And then, uh, you know, but the sleeves were the right length and then like the pants fit.
0: So can you, how is, is the sizing different or can you mix yeah, and match? Yeah. So, so
1: now for me, I wear, and you can mix and match, which okay. is super awesome. Yep. I wear the, oh, sorry, I'm like smashing no, the table. No, you're fine.
0: You're absolutely fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wear the A1 long top. Okay. Which, fits me tighter and and like my torso which is really nice cuz I never feel like I get like a good fitted gi. and then I get the A2 long bottoms okay. which fits they fit perfect Pretty so neat. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really nice to not have <laughs> to worry about going in to get my ghee checked at competitions and yeah. like missing the mark there. Yeah,
0: you're like worried about the le- either the length of the sleeves or the length of the pants. Or it's perfect like when you first buy it, but then a month later. Right, it's right, like, right. Uh, oh, they
1: just keep shrinking. That's what yeah. I, That's what happens to me. I must have given out like seven of my gi's because I yeah. just keep retiring them. But not with these. Like, I, It's been awesome. So well,
0: There's also, I you mentioned, there's gi's for GIs. So if you ever need to get rid of some geese, um, I have uh, Brian Crandall, the founder of Geese for GIs, a uh, podcast we did last week, or two weeks ago at this point, uh, he donates used geese to soldiers stationed overseas. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They, they use them instead of having to use their uniform, um, they have geese to train in so their uniforms aren't getting ripped up. But for anybody That's out there <laughs> that has extra geese that they're getting rid started of- Started my own
1: small one, geese, geese for Ryan Mason. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ryan yeah, Ryan, Ryan that is a very good foundation. He definitely needs support. it's that a nice support. one. I have
1: yeah. I have any I have a lot of uh Anybody that's out there training all the time that's going to use my stuff that can benefit from having a gi that doesn't fit me well anymore, yeah. I will give you a gi. Key's
0: for Ryan Mason. That's an, for that's Ryan a, Mason. That's a new one.
1: He's Yeah, he's <laughs> just a little shorter than me, so it works out perfect. When I shrink them, I give them to him.
0: So what's your, let's look towards the future. What's your next competition? Uh, what are your plans? Or Do you have any breaks lined up, or are you just going to train and hit a...
1: This is kind of my break right now. I think it's going to be through December until February. February is going to be the first time I start competing again. And I think that's super important for me because I've been very focused on... Where's that in February? I think it's in Atlanta. Yeah,
0: I think Atlanta is February 5th, I think. Yeah, which is a
1: really nice timeline. Um, I'm taking a bit of a break. Uh... Enjoying it, just enjoying jujitsu. Not focused on competition, training. Yep. Trying to incorporate new things into my game. Just really trying to grow right now. Yeah, and this just, is a,
0: this is a good time. I mean, people are yeah. in and out, traveling, family time. So really, you could say oh, I'm going to kind of play around until like January, and then just go, you know, get back on the grind again, so to speak. Definitely.
1: And, I have a trip in January. Okay, I'm going cool. snowboarding with my brothers nice. in Colorado, and then once I get back from that, then I'll be on the grind until February. But I just love the. Um, I've been competing like almost every month for mm. a while now and that is tough to do and it's tough to take the new technique you learn and incorporate it into that time unless yeah. it's something that we are like we talking about that directly flows right into what you're doing anyways right. but I love Working that harder stuff that doesn't necessarily translate immediately. It's not simply
0: a variation of something you do. It's something right. that's completely... Something you re- got to earn. Yeah. Something
1: that's out there that you got to earn to make it a part of your game. Yeah. yeah. So that's the plan, is I'm going to pick some of those things and add them and just try my best to make them a part of what I can do.
0: So you just hit on something else. Um, since this is life and jiu-jitsu um, that we talk about here, what are some of your interests uh, off the mats outside of jujitsu?
1: Sure. Ah... I love playing games, like no matter what they are, Uh, I like board games, I like video games, uh, I like Nintendo, I like Xbox, whatever it is, I like playing games, I've been playing the Vive a lot lately, the VR games, Uh, but I also love being active, so balancing on stuff is like a huge thing for me, Uh, I love Indo board and slacklining, that's super fun, I love being outside and snowboarding before if I had ever moved to Colorado <laughs> I probably would have never well, started might, doing jiu You might go out
0: there and uh, never come back. I, no. Yeah,
1: I'm a little tied to the gym now but <laughs> man I love I love snowboarding so much it, yeah. it was all through college and high school is just like my favorite favorite thing every weekend I would go I taught for four years at White Tail Ski Resort Okay, and um, it's just it's so fun to me <laughs>
0: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we got to have things that we, that to do off the mats, you know, and it's good for your body too, you know, to have different movements, uh, work different muscles. Um, and some people it's just jujitsu, jujitsu, jujitsu. And then it's like couch.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: It's like, you got to get out of those. Although you, you do a lot of movements there and it's good for your core and everything else, mm-hmm. but just to mix it up Yeah. I like bit. to
1: keep a well-rounded, you know,
0: <laughs> no, that's good. thing
1: of hobbies.
0: So let's talk uh, one final thing before, before we wrap it up. Um, I'm thinking about doing a, a music episode sometime in the future. Huh. So do you have any particular hype music, competition music or what what are you listening to right now? Don't yeah. tell me you like your hype music is like ABBA or something like that. No, or, no
1: it's not ABBA. <laughs> it's even worse no. than that. Out <laughs> here. Honestly, when I go to compete, I like to keep myself like I used to do like the hard I love like good rap music, yeah. it, you know, like Blue Scholars or Common Market or, like, atmosphere, like, but, you know, things with message and meaning and, Uh you know, not just, like, booty, 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 but but I feel like that puts me in, like, almost, like, a more aggressive mind state. I love listening to stuff that's, like, super light before I go out to roll or compete and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I love listening to, like, silly, like, I'll listen to Colby Collet, which was great because (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, I'm like I don't know who the hell that is but okay it's right <laughs>
1: just that song bubbly like no just like stupid <laughs> stuff because I I want to go out there and I want to have fun and yeah. I want to get myself into the headspace where it's like I'm going out there my only goal when I'm competing is to do good jiu jitsu mm-hmm. like I, I don't really as long as I'm doing good jiu I'm not trying to be too focused on right. the outcome and so uh, <laughs> I was like telling, telling the people that were around me while I was like waiting to go out onto the mats I was like oh man I, I like to listen to that real heart music but I have like some and people stupid, are probably like yeah. man
0: this, she's weird man this yeah
1: weird. <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah. who is this person
0: this is weird
1: no I listen to Sia a lot especially if I'm doing like uh just solo drilling on yeah. bags and stuff like that but yeah. um yeah any kind of just light-hearted uh I listen to like a lot of reggae too but mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> I'm all over the board. Yeah, it right sounds now. like you
0: got a mix of everything, <laughs> yeah. which which is fine. I mean, you know, it, it's like you said, you're just, I guess I, I use the word mellow. You know, you're just like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do good jujitsu, and I'm gonna have fun doing it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and when you do that, pretty much nine times out of ten, that the outcome, it, it ends the way you want it to. Right, you know? right.
1: Well, I think the more. Pressure you put on yourself about the outcome. Yeah. The more stiff you roll, the less loose you allow yourself to be, and yeah. that that gives the other person leverage. Yeah. You know, if you're staying super stiff and side control, they can just do that like oompa and roll you over. Yeah, like, like you Arr. find yourself in worse spots for it. So I'm super
0: stiff. I use all my energy with through the stress and through my nerves and my adrenaline, and now I'm like, it, it, it's all bad. You right. Know?
1: I just try. Yeah. So I try to keep like. A really nice, like, like positive headspace when I go out there, and then uh, I get way more excited about executing things that showing what we've learned. Yeah. I get way more excited to show the things that we've learned than to like winning a match. If I do it not well, yeah, you know. Then I don't get really excited about that. I just want to do justice to the sport. I want to do justice to learning and the technique and to what it is. That's awesome. Versus winning through smashing and that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: So where where can we find you at on I guess social Mm media? Um. Um, I mean, we know where you train. So. Sure, sure, (laughs)
1: sure. On social media, let's see. Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Bryn underscore BJJ. and then i think yes they yeah they got a link to that off of the lanky
0: okay
1: uh, yep. lanky dot lanky they've got like the team profiles up there if you guys want to hear me say a lot of the same answer no
0: <laughs> i'm really just copying and <laughs> no, pasting no, no, those no, from joking, the lanky joking, website <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: we hit on uh, on different stuff i just kind of give like a brief synopsis <laughs> of my training awesome origin but um Yeah, I'm on there. There's a link to Instagram on there. You can find me on Facebook, but I don't keep up on there as often. As I do on Instagram. Cause yeah, it seems like
0: more more people keep up more a little bit on Instagram. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu people like taking photos, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And we're always just, yeah, all the time. just training photos. Of a bunch of people training and right. throwing the shaka up after class. Whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah bro. Especially Ryan Mason, just right? Just like, I
0: think I have Snapchat Ryan Mason throwing shakas all day long. It's just
1: <laughs> straight up <laughs> selfies yeah, or shakas. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're pretty bad about that. But yeah. it's, it's all fun, so it's not... It's it's not bad in the sense of bad. No, no, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Cool. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate yeah, you, uh, you sitting Definitely. down and discussing. Um, and listeners, thank you guys for downloading this episode or <laughs> streaming it, whichever way you, you 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 got access to it. We really appreciate your time. Um, look forward to another episode next week. Uh, until then, I guess, keep grinding is what I like to say. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, thank you so Cool. Ooh, Thanks. Handshake. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu Jitsu. And download our next episode. Also, feel free to visit our blog at workplayobsession.blogspot.com. There you'll find photos, videos, in depth analysis, and more often than not, weird ramblings from yours truly. Up oh, until next time, keep grinding, train hard.